sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, everybody. What a wonderful morning. The last day of May. All day. Oh, God, it's been a crazy week, a sad week. Um, so it was an emotional week, really, for me. Of course, we've had an, we had another crisis this last week, um, in which in affected Texas. in our Texas, which affected our our kids. You know, the most important thing on our planet is our children. You know how Teen Sports Radio looks at kids. That's all we do is support our kids uh, in the house. Let's we're going to go around talk about it a little bit. In the house, we have Christine Marie with a view from the deck. Raya Carpenter, Don Sanders, our producer, Richard Dugan. We have Dominique Hackett. She's going to do a little hygge today. And then I want to start off with um, a really close friend of mine, Anthony Rodriguez. And he can he's the guy that I like to reach out to uh, with all of his years and years of experience to try to get a handle of what the heck is going on. Anthony. Hey, everybody. How's it going? We're we're hey. all uh, I'm still in shock. I'm still yeah, in shock, to yeah. be honest with you. With, I'm still with, in shock. Last week's school shooting uh, in and, Texas. Well, for me, Anthony, the, the direction that I feel and I'm not like really dialed into the news and everything, but you can't. I don't care if you have a phone. There you are. You're not going to not, you know, get a piece of what's happening. And then you've got your friends who want everybody wants to share their thoughts uh, based on their life experiences. And I just I see it's going back into the whole gun control section. And I think that's not the root of all of these problems that we're having with, with people. And I want, let's just focus on mental um, the mental health aspect of it. I don't want to get into a big, um, you know, right to bear arms conversation. All right. So what's, what are your thoughts, Anthony? Um, well, my thoughts is, I mean, it is, it is, um, you know, all of this is going to be mental health. I mean, a lot of people are going to be extremely traumatized. Um, I mean, with each, incident that happens there's a lot of trauma involved with it now this is at a school so since it's at a school i mean it's, it's even more devastating and the total amount of loss of lives lost is just it's it's heartbreaking it's it's this shouldn't be happening you know and we need to think about um, all the kids that are going to be afraid to go to go back to school next year you know um, that sticks with them so what what parents need to do is you know if the kids already know about the shooting they need to talk to the, their kids about the shooting and, you know, in the proper way They you know, don't don't have them be watching TV all the time and watching the news over and over and over because that's just re-traumatizing them over and over. And that that will stay, um, you know, limit, limit the amount of time that they're watching TV. If it comes on, you know, talk to them about it. Um, they will be a little bit more clingy, um, have a lot more patience with these kids because um, they're scared. They, they don't know what's going to happen. They're, they're going to have in their mind that it's going to continue to happen over and over again. And that's the thing with trauma. Um, so parents have to be very, very aware of what's going on, how their kids are acting. Um, if there's been a change in their moods, are they getting more angry or more sad or withdrawn? Um, talk to your kids. Don't don't be afraid to ask them questions. Um, you know, what's going on? What did you see? What did you hear? Um, because it's it makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference when you're not afraid to talk about things like that, you know, and it's, you have to be very, very open with the kids. But please uh, make sure that you limit what they see, because it's it's extremely traumatizing. 
Anthony, this is Dominique Hackett. Uh, can I ask you a difficult question and and see what your response to kids is? My as a child, my first comment was always, um, "Why does God, the divine, you know, universal energy? Why do bad things happen to good people? How do you help people handle that?" Well, coming from a religious uh, religious aspect, I mean, you know unfortunately things do happen and yeah god you know if you want to get really i don't know if you want to really want to get in religion but the way that i would tell it to my to my confirmation students or my um first religious education students is the fact that you know god gave us an opportunity to make our own decisions unfortunately he knew we were going to make we were going to sin and that was just that's what he gave us and he gave us the opportunity to do what we wanted but it was up to us to make the right decision so you know, bad things, yeah, they do happen, but, you know, you're never alone. There's a lot of resources here in the community. We have an awesome community that has a lot of mental health resources. Um, I, we have websites that you can go on to and take a look and see how to talk to your kids. Um, I, I actually sent that a uh, bunch of information to our food bankers um, for them to have it because a lot of our food bankers have kids. And so I put a couple of resources together and sent it out and just so they know that, you know, we're not afraid to talk about it. We need to talk about this stuff. We need to address it. We need uh, to figure out a way to minimize this and, you know, minimize the trauma. I'm glad that there's a lot of support out there already, which will help. But this is just, it's devastating. It's completely devastating. Raya, how did you feel? I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, we're all just, I'm still, I'm just, in, it's, it was a week ago and I'm still in shock. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm still a little bit in denial about it. And um, the other thing is, you know, I, 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 of course, I get this, like, as an educator, this immediate response of how do we, how do we motivate people to keep working in education? It's already an underpaid industry. And um, it's like, where's, where's the hazard pay in education, which is just like such a disgusting thought. You know what I mean? And I know that sounds very selfish when we are talking about children who have died. Um, so that that's pretty gross that I even said that. But, you know, it's we just know, Ryan, everybody knows your heart and, and you just hey, this is the beautiful thing. You have to talk about all aspects of what happened and the ripple effect thereof. I mean, this right. is the okay. so what do we want to do? Do you want to pack going to work every day? Do you want to have a holster? Right. Do you want to, you know, and then Dominique was doing a little deep diving because we've been looking at all the different areas and we're not taking a position. We're just having a conversation. And she just thought it was in, in you know, it. Interesting. I mean, I, I'm a pacifist, right? But it is interesting that the shootings are happening. I believe at schools where there isn't like an armed guard or somebody present, um, I, and I don't know that that's the deterrent. It's it's something I don't have an answer to, but it is unique to the United States that we have school shootings. This is not something that happens all around the world. We as a society in America, we need to look at what the heck is going on that we totally miss the mental health signs. And then we allow our most vulnerable populations to end up being the, uh, what is it? The, the canary in the mine where the canary in the mine, the idea is that the canary dies before the miners die. I mean, that's, that's so sad in our society. And then, that and then when you're happening. looking at the uh, AI that's available and all the social media, Oh my God, if you said, K-I-L-L, 
Okay, if you said that, it should be coming up. It, yeah, why? Well, I don't understand. You can't say that and put it with president, or you get a knock at the door in minutes, right? So I don't understand this. He he actually advertised it. Well, it just it, but there. That's the question about because I believe it was direct messaging. It wasn't public. Yeah, so, it, was, so. it was direct messaging, so they weren't able to flag it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are other signs. So maybe, Anthony, you could help us with um, what are especially now coming out of COVID, because a lot of us are actually more socially distant because we've learned to stay socially distant. Right. So what are the signs that we should be looking at in our friends, families, neighbors that, hey, someone needs a check in and may be in, you know, dire need of help? Anthony, you say that. Then I want Christine and Don and uh, Dr. D. I want everybody to chime in on this before we go to break. Go ahead, Anthony. Uh, definitely. If there's changes in uh, their moods, um, they're more they get agitated more. They, they're being picked on. They get quiet, um, being laughed at. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that that definitely can play a factor. You just have to keep your eyes and ears open. And if something doesn't feel right, then you need to question it. Um, you know, especially uh, with teens, they go through so much uh, already in school. I mean, just the extra stress of, of being, um, you know, different, um, you know, it, it can definitely take a toll on you. And kids, if you guys see somebody that is, you know, different and doesn't have any friends, Please, please take that time to be that extra, that good person and, and go up to them and say hi, befriend the person, because you know what? You never know what they're going through. And maybe you can definitely save a bunch of lives by doing that. Um, you know, stand up, be the big, big, the big, the big, big, the big, big, <laughs> be the big person and make that difference, um, you know, because everybody needs it. Christine. Okay, so this is Christine Marie um, of View from the Deck, and I also work for Santa Barbara County Department of Behavioral Wellness. And I want to just offer, again, the 24-7 access line, which is 888-868-1649 for anyone who's having crisis. And then also there's a, there's a, a safety line for children specifically um, and then a transition age youth, and that phone number is 888 888- Three three four two seven seven seven, and I just have to say that the first when I first heard about this, and my first reaction is always not you know control everything all around, but how did it happen that a child was able that this child who's a young person, what happened to that child that they were missed that they felt that they needed to do this horrible act, and where is it that you know there is this aspect of. I think years and years ago, Carl Jung said, you know, there's going to be psychological crisis. It's coming. We need to start training for this. And people are training for it. And people are. And, and I think we're in that time now where there's this incredible psychological crisis with human beings because we've separated from each other. We've been isolated. We always had community. And now our communities have changed, especially during COVID and all of the separation. So how do we reach out to each other and offer each other, you know, and 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 you know, uh, see those signals and take action on those signals and, and find some way to avoid these situations. I think, I think it comes back, comes back down to community connection and love. Don Sanders. Yeah. Before it ever gets to that point that we've just witnessed and dialogue, you know, it's like people always know when somebody is, is uh, forming into a pressure cooker in their midst, usually at work or at school. And, and if the kids aren't sensitive enough to it, then, 
you know, the, the adults can monitor that sort of thing. And then, you know, just, just engage and try and, and, and try and, and see if you can wake this person's spirit up to engage, you know, like, like way, way before, you know, there's, there's a uh, horrible acting out, you know, uh, the, the philosopher, I'm sorry, the psych, the psychologist, William James said the most powerful thing we can do about stress is, is, you know, change what we're thinking about, you know? And, and so how are you going to, you know, I remember, I remember, uh, mothers trying to, trying to engage and, and do that with bullies in my neighborhood growing up, you know, it was pretty clear to everybody who needed the attention. Yeah. Well, we have just stepping in with Dr. Amy Salzman. I want to get her take on um, this conversation. I want to uh, get her uh, up to speed during break. Let's take some, let's take a little break right now. And uh, we've got Richard Dugan as well, right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. This is Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. If you just joined us, you're a little late, but I'll clue you in on the topic. Uh, we're talking about that horrible shooting that took place a week ago in when, Texas, in, Texas on, in the elementary school and all the loss of lives. And we just going around the room here and seeing how we can develop a conversation or a dialogue coming just right out of the COVID. And for me, I'm, I'm the kind of person where I know where my weaknesses are. And I have always been really good at surrounding myself with people that were better than me in the areas that I was weak at. And I did that in school. I have always did a group kind of thing. I got through life that way, you know, pretty much. Um, and I play a lot of team sports and that carried over to that. And right now, out of everybody that we have in the room, having a Christine, having um, a Anthony, I would be bringing in Don Sanders, uh, Raya, Dominique. Um, I would honestly, if this happened and I, my kids were young, I would set up Zoom meetings with my close friends, Dr. Amy, I'd start with you probably. And I'd say, hey, this is what's happening. You know, can we have a, a like a little team meeting? And um, and then I'll let Dr. Amy pull out my kids' emotions because I'm not good at that, you know, and I knew I wasn't good at it. You know, my, my solution has always been, let's, let's, let's see how many, you know, free throws you can make in 30 seconds. I mean, that, that's your kid. that doesn't work with everything, but that's how I would solve it. So Dr. Amy, help us out here. If anybody needs some help in this, I mean, do you offer stuff like that? I mean, I don't know. Just ask. Yeah, well, I think actually, Erica, in a way, your free throw thing isn't, isn't the worst way to go. Like um, shooting hoops or doing the dishes, like not making it such a big deal and just saying, Hey, um, is there anything you want to talk about? Did you hear? And then really our first job as grownups is to listen and to listen to where they are, to listen to what's said, to listen to what's not said, to listen to underneath the words. And we don't, um, you know, it's kind of by age group. So, um, you know, we want to let 
everybody, but especially the young kids know that despite how often this is in the news, it's really infrequent and that it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel worried that we feel sad and worried. Um, And, you know, then it's really a matter of seeing where they are and answering their questions a moment at a time, being real. You don't need to have it all together. You don't need to pretend that you aren't sad or infuriated or afraid. Um, because for them, seeing us be real uh, can be super helpful as well. And it doesn't all need to get done in one conversation. It can happen over time. So you need to be looking and listening and reading for when they have had enough and when it's time to go do something else and just to let them know that you're here to help them process when they're ready. And I wanted to go back to something else that you said. This is why I still want to do stress ed for every sixth grader and every freshman, because I'm not promising that we'll pick up all the kids who are so distressed that they want to harm someone else or harm themselves. But uh, we'll pick up more than we're picking up now. And we can get them the support that they need. Um, The gun safety is only half of the equation. And as I'm sure you discussed before I got on, because I was one of the late ones, um, you know, it's, it's still only half the conversation. The mental and emotional health and well-being is as important, if not more important. Well, it's the root, right? I mean, we can get we can get into why was he allowed to buy the gun at 18? We can get all, all that conversation, but the root is mental health. And we are not striving to we have so much professional, professionally educated people that can see these signs of, okay, that, because you said it perfect. We, we are going through a, a situation in our neighborhood with a, with a family and we were listening to a couple of patterns of behavior. And Dominique, you said it best where they're, they're getting, say it doesn't when, I, when I'm mentioning names, uh, where the child is, is we, we could see that the child was in trauma and we just advised the parents that it's now about the child. And so it's always about the children. It's always about the children. Everyone, it doesn't matter whether you have kids or not. Open your eyes, smile at people, Mm -hmm. look, see, look, see. It's always about the kids. Yeah. We just want to always protect them because, again, they're our future. doesn't make any sense. Dr. D, are you available? Yes, I am. I am available. And uh, I just wanted to uh, say uh, in regard to uh, what we're talking about here in regards to the shooting, I mean, I I actually got home. I had no clue. Now, you think that everybody's conne- connected. I work for a news and, news and information station. I didn't know until after five o'clock when I got home. And, uh, my, you know, my wife is, she's all uh, physically upset. She she picks up on this stuff long before it ever happens. Um we uh, and this is what's interesting. There's there's sort of a parallel going on here. And again, I won't get into the area. We want to stick with the whole issue of mental health. But w- there is a war going on against men, women, and children in uh, Ukraine. Uh, 
Well, guess what? We have a war going on, and it's against our children, and they need to feel safe in these educational institutions. I'll be honest with you, I don't know that we heard of any mass shootings in schools during the lockdown, because nobody was in school. I'm not saying that that's the direction that we need to go, but... You know, there's there's an interesting uh, thing to observe, uh, but it, it always has to come back to our mental well-being. And I know that a lot of people are struggling. I, I, you're not alone. So am I. Not just with this particular instance and all of the others. And I hear all the statistics of how many children uh, we have lost uh, over the last 10 or 15 or 20 years. And they always use that benchmark of Columbine. Uh, but I would think that, that, that we had those going on long before. Uh, I, I have to wonder how many adults are not feeling safe because we've we've had shootings at grocery stores and here in Santa yeah. Barbara we had that shooting at the post office many years ago and well Raya was bringing that up that we, you know yeah. we're so focused on the children and so forth we have to also yeah. look at our educators and care for our educators but then yeah. it should but, trickle down but, because but, parents that yeah. are not dealing with this and emotionally right. going off the rails right. but, and that's trickling down to your kids yeah. as well yeah. so but then the, you're, the you're one, getting the kids are getting afraid um just through your reaction yeah. so i i've just tried to be silent but yeah try to well, be present and, and one of the other aspects there's the phrase that is used it's it's so cliche i wish people would stop using it i know that there is some truth in the phrase but apparently uh, our society doesn't really mean it when they say our children are our future our children, our future is being slowly eliminated one school at a time. I'm not saying we need to put up walls or barricades. I mean, that's sad. When I was going to high school, for example, there were no wrought iron fences around it. But only two years after I left school, wrought iron fence went up around the entire school. And that was 1980. So uh, if they are truly our future, let's deal with this issue of... Uh, you know, of mental health and wellness, we've got to get a handle on this or we're going, we're not going to have a future because we won't have any kids, you know? And, and that's true. Yeah. And that's true yeah. too. The one thing that so we forget is that's what I have we also to have to train our educators. Okay. Our educators need to be trained how to see the signs of, of a child that there's something going on, you know, whether it be home, whether it be school, but they need to be trained on, on, on the signs and, and what to look out for. And then also when something does happen, when the school brings in a, like for my, for example, for myself, when we did, uh, we responded to the May 23rd shooting at UCSB, we were the first ones on the ground. We were there for three months uh, supporting the community of Isla Vista. Now, that, that the educators, when somebody else is brought in, a team like myself, um, we have to be, they have to accept us. They have, they have to show, they have to be the role model of accepting the help um, because there's sometimes we go to certain schools and, or we go to certain locations and, and we don't get very, uh, we're not very welcomed by the main educators or the main people. Um, and so what, what do you think, how, the, how these other people that are suffering going to react to us? They're not they're also going to feel the same way. So I think it's really important that we start educating people on the resources that we have, the reasons why certain um, people, teams go out. And like I said, educate the we have to educate the, the school's um, staff on what to look out for. Christine, 
I think it's also really important that we stay open ourselves into um, questioning what's going on here, not getting defensive. I think part of the thing is, is people, schools might, and teachers might say, no, we didn't do it. It's not our fault. And that they'll get defensive and trying to protect themselves. This is a situation where culturally, um, on a broad scale, we all need to look at how we deal with things. It's not just at the schools. It's, it's how we as human beings are dealing with each other. It's how we're connecting. Um, and it isn't just about blaming other people and finding the fault. It's about, I think, taking, acknowledging that we all have a responsibility for this as members of our community. And this is a symptom yes, of what's happening yes. in the world. And you're absolutely yeah. right. We do have to take, uh, we, we have to take mm -hmm. a, a position as members of our society. You, you know, we are not an island, <laughs> as, as uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel said. Uh, we live in a society with everybody else and everybody, we all know this, that we're all connected. And so we have to take responsibility in, we have to do something at some level. And I think that with this program, talking about it, is one of those levels uh the, the conversation has to continue on and it is not about gun control or the second amendment no it's about our mental health and well-being so uh, i think that we this also is we have to go to dial back into what raya said i'll tell you one thing i got in trouble at school by the time i get home it was 10 times worse <laughs> so my family respected the teacher and I, my kids went to St. Raphael's, the same thing. It just, it, it I get called into, to, uh, uh, Ms. Manning's office. Uh, you, you have no, this is not a good thing for you. <laughs> so, so it starts with the empowering parents stop with going there and you know what your rights are and you're suing getting all personal and, and the teacher already has a hard enough job as it is. And I look at is doing you a favor. Okay, look at it as doing you a favor. I mean, they're doing something that they're called to do. It's it's almost a ministry. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I and I, I reach out to really good teachers that we lose in the community for the simple fact that they're just burnt out. And, you know, a really good friend of mine, Joni Galvin, is trying to transitioning to another path in her life. And I wish after her the best 30 years after 30 years. But, you know, she just found that she just couldn't do it anymore. That's not and, and when you when you really love what you do, and I could see it in Raya's face and everything like this, I mean, you just don't look at what you're doing as a job. It's yeah. it's like, you know, Amy does it. Don loves what he does. Christine, everything. Don, we've got to take a break. What 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 you got to say before we go to break? Uh, the uh, the Interfaith Council has been formed in my community of Ojai. And my wife and I are sitting on it and they've been listening to the school district to identify some of these issues that they want to give more support to because the educators and at the school, it's not enough a lot of times. So, so, you know, they've identified, you know, concern over substance abuse, bullying, displaced families, problematic behavior. And so we've organized a community event Sunday, June 2nd uh, to gather people from, you know, we're trying to, we're going to all the uh, religious and, and other organizations to try and reach as many people as possible to have like a love thy neighbor event. Mm. It'll be like music speakers yes. and everybody's going to be sitting at round tables and eating. And then we want to have dialogue, just getting people talking. Yes. Well, that sounds awesome. like a good thing. Let's calendar that. Take a little break. We've got Raya Carpenter right after these messages. Move on, move on. Move on, move on. 
This is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Welcome to Teen Sports Radio. If you're just joining us, I'm Raya Carpenter, owner of Balance College Planning. Um, we have been talking about some really important stuff related to uh, mental health, and we're going to take a, a, a turn here, and we're going to focus a little bit on college applications. So um, seniors, the, or actually, that's not true, juniors, rising seniors, you're about to be seniors. Um, I would like to give you some encouraging words related to writing your college essays. Um, give lots of love to the college essay. The schools that you're applying to, they may require a college essay or they may not. So first, figure that part out. Uh, if you're in California and you're applying to the Cal States, they don't require essays. The UCs do and lots of private schools do. So quick tips to help you uh, reduce your stress and increase the quality of uh, what you put together in an essay. First, uh, I think this probably goes without saying, but make sure you are writing the draft of your essay on your computer itself. Um, save it to your computer, not directly into the application, because these applications, if they time out, you could lose all of your work. So you don't want to have that frustrating experience. Um, in terms of topics, try and avoid some of these overused topics. So lots of stories come out about, you know, uh, uh, triumph stories related to athletics or sports injuries and rehab, uh, you know, related to that sports injury or how community service taught you an important lesson, you know, in terms of serving others or you overcame a challenge that wasn't really that challenging. So really think hard on that topic and get feedback from others um, so that you can utilize this as an opportunity to stand out from the crowd. And then in terms of, you know, thinking about, you know, again, the topic, think about why colleges are even asking you to write the essay. So, of course, they want to figure out if you have, you know, strong writing skills, but they also want to figure out, you know, what are your values? What are you passionate about? Um, and how are you going to contribute to the community on campus? Um, so they really, truly want to just get to know you. And on that topic of getting to know you, be careful if you're going to write about a hero or somebody that you admire. Don't make the whole essay about that person. Make that a short part of your essay. Um, they're admitting you, not, not your hero. Uh, and then another trap that students fall into is they rehash a list of activities from their resume. And that's just simply repeating information that the college already has. So, of course, it's fine for you to take an activity that you're passionate about that's in your resume, um, but pick that one thing and go into depth on that topic. And don't just talk about what you've done, but be very clear about why. Why are you doing this thing? And that's really going to get to the heart of, again, your values, what you care about. Um, and uh, let's see, what else do I want you to know? Just you know, work on being concise, honest. Uh, Dominique, did you have a question? Yeah, I know that there are a lot of like how to books out there. Is yeah. there like a favorite book that you recommend to kids when they're writing their college essay? If they either need just um, a stirring of ideas or yeah. uh, something to guide them regarding content to inspire them? Yeah, great, great question. So I would recommend the uh, Johns Hopkins admissions blog. There are sample essays on there and they're so great. There was this one essay I read about a kid who um, decided they were going to try and grow strawberries in their locker at school. 
And so like how quirky and, you know, you don't have to be inventing things or start nonprofits or any of that. You, But if you do something quirky, if you geek out on something, that's what you want to write about. Right. Um, and another thing that I highly recommend, there's this guy, his name uh, is uh, Ethan Sawyer, and he is the college essay guy. He's great. And what I love so much about him, he gives very specific, tangible skills, um, but he gives away lots of stuff for free. And so the college essay guy, go check him out. He's on YouTube. His website is loaded with all kinds of free resources. Um, two more quick tips, and then I'll, I'll wrap up here. Don't forget that colleges have this thing called the supplemental essay. And that is um, not a generic essay that goes to all the colleges you're applying to, but it's a very specific essay that goes to this to specific colleges. And oftentimes that is actually more valued than the generic essay that goes to all the colleges. Supplemental essay questions. Look at those over the summer. And that's my last tip before I uh, close out here is um, try and get this work done in the summer between 11th and 12th grade. That way you can kick back, relax, and enjoy senior year. Mm. Fantastic. Well done. Very well done. I remember starting, uh, my, my father gave me this tip. He gave, there was a book, I forgot what it was called, but it had every single quote. The big book was like this thick. And I always started my uh, essays with a quote. So I don't know if that's still in or, or whatever. Is, but You know what? I'm glad you actually mentioned that. That is no longer in. Um, oh, it, it, great. Yeah. Do not listen to the queen of team. <laughs> listen to Ryan Carpenter. She makes money doing this. I yeah. just want to give out what I did. at yeah. So I did that 40 years ago, which is outdated. Yeah. yeah. Don't I, do a quote. Right. The bottom line is that they, you know, you have, it's precious real estate, very, very limited words. And so they want to know what your words are, what you think, right? Um, especially when it's the UC personal insight questions, you only get 350 words per question. And um, so, you, you know, you, you don't have time to mess around with restating the question, uh, you know, quoting people and all of, of that. I also would like to give a plug to UCSB. They have on YouTube UCSB for me. And um, I really think that they, outshine the rest in terms of tips on how to tackle their application, but also these uh, short answer personal insight questions. Do you, have you ever read an essay that just knocked your block off? I mean, I mean, like something that you remember and it was 10 years ago. I mean, it was so I reason why I even asked this is we do uh, Santa Barbara Wellness Center is our nonprofit that Dominique and I started many years ago. And since the show began 2010, we always do the Ellen Manning Scholarship Fund at with Joni's class. And it's uh, in uh, in class. What is a Catholic education done for you and how would you tell the next uh, eighth grade class coming up? What words of wisdom would you give them? So uh, we just recently read one and made two of the five board members cry. Mm -hmm. I have never read. I mean, and you know why? It was a different kind of essay because it was a tell all. It was like naming three teachers and saying in kindergarten, I had this issue and these are the tools the teacher gave me in this grade. This is my, this was my issues. And this is the tools the teacher gave me and she did it again in eighth grade. And I like, Oh my God, I've never read an essay like that. Not ever. I thought yeah. it was to own it was instead of pointing fingers and, you know, recap, you know, recapping 
uh, things that you've heard and, you know, Jesus and all this other kind of stuff. And this is actually made it, it, it made me part of their problem. And then the solution, I loved it. Yeah. Literally had two board members crying. I'm like, what is wrong? I, mean, I didn't cry. I did pass the tissues. Okay. But I didn't cry. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say that I, I've had some pretty fun essays that students have pr- produced, you know, really, um, using their creativity and their imagination. And so I've been impressed by the way that they um, communicate and like a being on a Disneyland ride and twisting all of that information into, um, you know, uh, looking at the computer graphics involved in that process, which is related to their career interests. So like this, this, you know, they weave these things together. Nice. Um, But, but I, you know, I think that really what they need to do is uh, ask for feedback and do multiple drafts to get to that beautiful stage. Beautiful. All right, Raya, what's your phone number to get a hold of you really fast? We got to take a break. Yeah. 805-455-6358. We've got Christine Marie of you from the deck right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with a view from the deck. And we are going through views from the deck. Last week, we talked about the fool taking a leap of faith. This week, we're talking about the magician. Um, the magician is the very first. The number is the fool is the zero card. The magician is the one card. Um, the magician is about, um, you know, taking that leap of faith. And where do you land? This magician landed in the card that I have on the beach. The, the, in, in, in every tarot deck that I've seen, most every tarot deck, the ma- magician has all the elements at his his or her um is able to utilize all the elements in order to co-create and they're usually pointing one hand up to to heaven and another hand down to earth and so it's about connecting heaven and earth and when i look at this card i talk it to i i I look at it as a um a place of co-creation not just creation uh, but co-creation um not just my but um not just me but me in co-creation not just my will but my me in co-creation with thy will which is my higher self which is god which is universal life however you whatever your community you know your symbol of that is and to me it's about a Aligning. And I think especially in these very difficult times when we're trying to make decisions and move forward in our lives, if we can step back a little bit from our ego and our personality and align with our spirit, the higher self or God and whatever that is, if that's our alignment, we can create different things in the world that's in the highest and best interest of everyone. So this is this is what I have to say about the magician. Um, it's about, you know, creating a world that takes not only our own perspective, but actually the highest perspective. Um, you know, it, it's 
it's so interesting with with the tarot cards to go from the point of the beginning, the fool, to the magician. You usually, I mean, I think of the magician as uh, someone who's accomplished, right? So right at the beginning of the journey, we have our opportunity to take our first steps mm -hmm. and we have a sense of we know where we want to go. We want to go where we have the ability to co-create. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Somebody want to get a hold of you uh, and get a tarot reading. Christine, what do we do? Uh, you can go to Paradise Found um, downtown in Santa Barbara on Anna Pamu Street, right across from the library. You can also go to their website, paradisefoundsb.com. Um, and uh, you can read more about me. You can also call me at 805-350-2705. Nice. Uh, Christine did a whole um, wrap up with my son, my my youngest, John, at a party that he had kind of like a little gathering. It was before COVID and she read for everybody. And it was great because I remember my first reading that my mom set up with all of my friends. And it was just an experience. Explain. We have like 30 seconds. Well, how can you define Tarot? Um, I, I define tarot as at least, you know, with the major arcana, the 22 steps of the 22 cards, each has actually each is related to a Hebrew letter. Um, and they, they represent all of the major milestones every human being goes through. And then the other, the minor arcana. So there's two decks in the, in the tarot, minor and major arcana. The minor arcana is, is um, the four elements. Um, earth, air, fire, water. Um, and so those, these are all these different things that are happening around that. So it's things that are common to every human being. So I, when sometimes people will see a tarot reading and they says, well, that's for everybody, but not everybody picks the cards in a specific way. So these cards have messages for each person and, and they're very archetypal, symbolic, mythological um, stories that, and stories heal. They help us heal. So it's really about when I read, it's not about reading into anybody else's business. It's about aligning and helping each person see their own perspectives, um, clear, clarify things for themselves and move forward in a way using the images and the symbols and the archetypical messages of the cards. Woo! Heavy. Let's take a little break. We got wrap up right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Dominic Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. I just want to make a plug out there to our teens who may be the new voting teens. 18, you registered in time and you have a ballot. I want to encourage everyone to vote. And what I mean by this is Sometimes I've had conversations with my kids and maybe you don't like the topics or you don't like the candidates. I want to encourage you 
to fill out that ballot, because if you don't like the people that are there, there is a write in option, write in someone if you don't like it. But please vote. This is your voice in our democracy, which is a republic. But we need your vote. So, teens, please take this opportunity. And we are so happy that you're joining our voting population. Great. Hi, uh, Christine, what, what say you've got a couple of minutes. Any plugs? We've got two minutes. Oh my gosh. Again, again, actually, I really do want to give out the mental health services phone numbers again um, for the um, the access line, the 24-7 access line for anybody for this um, county behavior wellness. Um, that's 888-868-1649. And for the children in crisis, children and teens, it's the safety line and they really help you find resources in the community and help you, you know, get whatever you need. Um, and that phone number is 888 888- Three three four two seven seven seven. There are a lot of resources out there. Use Thank them. you, Raya. Any plugs? No, I just want to um, repeat what has been said earlier in terms of um, engaging with people. Think eye contact, hello, smile. Yes, you can do better. Good. Yes, we've got that, Doctor Amy. Uh, I was going to give a shout out to Annie McDonald and to Raya for sending her to me um, and Annie's teammates who all came over for a photo shoot for my new and soon to be new and improved websites. So uh, thank you, Raya. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, girls, for coming and participating. It was awesome. Thank you, Don. We got to go. You got You want to just say one or two words? Yeah. Don Sanders at donsmassageohi.com. Gratitude for family and for community. And uh, world peace has to start at home. Yeah. Yes. Hey, it's, hey, it's the last day of May. All right. Find somebody and hug them. All right. Mm. God bless you all. See you next week. You're the best. Oh,